Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. NBC News did a a valuable service to all Americans. They They have uncovered a plot that is, uh, Mm, quietly devising plans to foil any effort to pressure the military to carry out presidential orders. Yes, a coup, a military junta, or is it junta or junta? I do like the j sound, the junta, but junta sounds more like in keeping with the Spanish lingo, as it were. Mm, Yeah, so NBC News sends out the tweet, quote, A network of public interest groups and lawmakers nervous about former President Trump's potential return to power is quietly devising plans to foil any effort on his part to pressure the U.S. military to carry out his political agenda. Thanks for the heads up, guys. Appreciate that. This is is all part of the democracy hysteria. Hugh Hewitt had a really good uh, write-up um, related to this. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think that our constitutional system, I don't think our republic is that fragile. And I've asked this repeatedly over the years when people say Donald Trump's a tyrant, he's an authoritarian and all this, and, oh, he's going to not give up power and all that. And I always ask for proof of this theory. What's the proof? When Donald Trump lost in court, guess what he did? He abided by those court decisions. He even left office, right? Let's assume he really believes that the election was stolen. I like. Let's just say that he believes that. He still vacated the White House. Worst tyrant ever, right? I mean, if you're gonna you're gonna uh, enact some sort of dictatorship. Why would you wait to try to win re-election to do that? Why wouldn't you just do it when you when you were already there and you had the military and you had all of this stuff under your control at the time? And you believed that the election was stolen from you. Why why would you have just surrendered then? Why would you have just walked away? He still abided by the constitutional norms. You could say that the riot or as the left calls it, the insurrection, which, by the way, did you catch the insurrection-y behavior by the uh, the, the pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian people at the White House over the weekend? Yeah, they forced the sitting president and staffers and reporters, they had to be evacuated out of the White House, sent them into hiding. Not an insurrection. Simply a demonstration. They were, they were just letting their voices be heard. That's all. Because it's different when Democrats do it. Donald Trump is sparking fears among those who understand the inner workings of the Pentagon. That he would convert the nonpartisan U.S. military. (laughs) One man. 
This is one guy. So Donald Trump is going to convert the entire U.S. military into the muscular arm of his political agenda as he makes comments about dictatorship and devalues the checks and balances that underpin the nation's two-century-old democracy. Like, oh, my gosh, guys, guys. First off, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed that people can write the same story for six years or eight years and, and get paid for doing the same story every single day. When I was a reporter, I had to do a minimum of two stories a day, and they had to be different. Like I was the sucker there, I guess. A circle of appointees independent of Trump's political operation steered him away from ideas that would have pushed the limits of presidential power in his last term, according to books that they've written and testimony given to Congress. Most were gone by the end. In a new term, many former officials worry that Trump would instead surround himself with loyalists unwilling to say no. See, here's the fundamental flaw in this theory, guys. Trump picks bad picks. That's what he does. By his own admission, he does. Don't look, don't take my word for it. You can listen to him. I have the audio. Um, yeah, Russ, you are correct. Russ says somebody put together a montage of Trump's picks where he's saying they're the best when he picks them and then he savages them as the worst when they left or were let go. And that's true. And here's the montage understands that the job of attorney Jeff general Sessions. is to serve and protect the people of the United States and that is exactly what he will do and do better than anybody else can. Jeff Sessions was a disaster as attorney general. Should have never <laughs> been attorney general. He's not qualified. He's not mentally qualified to be attorney general. We hope Bill Barr is going to be as good as we think because Bill is a good, he's a great gentleman, a great man. And by the way, when Bill Barr, who's, you know, a coward, Bill Barr was a coward. Bill Barr didn't do what he was supposed to do. I fired him and he has great hatred. In his new role as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley will serve as my top military advisor. I have absolute confidence that he will fulfill his duty with the same brilliance and fortitude he has shown throughout his long and very distinguished career. Milley, frankly, was incompetent. The last one I'd want to attack with as my leader would be Milley. John Kelly will do a fantastic job. General Kelly has been a star, done an incredible job thus far, respected by everybody. A great, great American. I know John Kelly. He was with me, didn't do a good job, had no temperament, and ultimately he was petered out. He got, he was exhausted. This man was totally exhausted. He wasn't even able to function. I am confident that Jay has the wisdom and Jay leadership to guide our economy through any challenges that our great economy may face. And, you know, I had my own situation with Powell, and I beat the hell out of him. I was not a big fan of Powell. I was rec- he was recommended by some people. I didn't like him. We are going to appoint Mad Dog Mattis as our secretary of defense. They say he's the closest thing to General George Patton that we have, and it's about time. It's about time. Mattis was a highly overrated general, didn't do the job, didn't do good on ISIS. Come Mattis on. was fired, as you know, by President Obama, and I fired him also. Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State. <laughs> Going to do a great job. 
He's respected all over the world, and I think he's going to go down as one of our great, great secretaries. In an angry tweet this morning, he called Tillerson, quote, <laughs> dumb as a rock and totally ill-prepared and ill-equipped to be Secretary of State. Mark Esper, who is a highly respected gentleman. Mark Esper. A great career, West Point, Harvard, uh, a tremendous talent. He's just named Acting Secretary of Defense. He has said, quote, you, he was, you were a lightweight, a figurehead. He said Mark Esper was weak, totally ineffective. Uh, he said uh, he would do anything I wanted. Secretary Chow, you've been so fantastic in so many ways. Transportation, it's just moving along. And you, uh, you've done a fantastic job for me and for the country. And I appreciate all, all that you do. In his post on Truth Social, Trump said McConnell, quote, has a death wish and must immediately seek help and advice from his China-loving <laughs> wife, Coco Chow. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Right? Yeah, for real. That's so. That's the montage, and that was one term. So, like, everybody's so worried. Oh, Trump is going to put all these people around him. He has got a terrible track record of putting people around him that that are all yes men, loyalists, and all this. Uh, it seems kind of. It seems kind of overblown, you know. Um. Here's a message. Uh, Pete, the people supporting the Trump personality, as opposed to people who just think he's a useful means to their desired goals, will be all in on Nikki Haley if he shows any support for her. He could post a truth social uh, that she's Satan incarnate and then minutes later that she's the savior we need and a significant portion of his supporters will rally around whatever the last thing he says. That is true. That is true. I always tell people, do not fall in love with politicians. They will break your heart. Uh, All right, David, welcome to the program. Hello, David. Hey, Pete. Wow, enjoying your show. I've I've met you several times at Ph.D. Weight Loss. They are terrific. Thank you. Hey, um, uh, two quick things. One, America loved that montage just now. America loves that directness. That's that's one thing. But um, also about the news... uh, uh, I wanted to mention about global warming. On Saturday, when I was seeing these record cold temperatures mm. and the the football game being moved from Sunday to Monday because of the cold and snow in Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. I just went to my Google machine and I typed in, um, does global warming cause record cold? Oh, 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 can I guess? Can I guess? Explained. Can I guess the answer? Yes. Yes, I think I think the Google machine is going to tell you that yes, it does cause cold. It absolutely does. I, I know it right here. Yep there there is a direct correlation between man caused climate change, or I call global warming, and increased occurrences of extreme cold. So what a beautiful circular argument. Right. If it's too hot, that's global warming. If it's too cold, that's global warming. Right. And you know, it's just you, you just can't you can't um, you can't write this stuff, Pete. You know, it's a comedy. Well, and so you're right. And this is the put on it, which it's all about who controls the language, right? Which which is why it went from global warming to climate change. Uh, it's so this way it can capture up all of the different weather events, um, and every um, every problem is proof of the same offered solution. 
Every single problem that you see, yeah. they're all going to say, oh, well, we have to do the very same thing. Like, it's the same thing where, oh, this, uh, uh, we've identified this program, it's failing, and so, oh, well, what we need to do is fund it more, right? Just more of the same. It's always yeah. the same solution. Government. And, and, and Pete, I was just going to add to that, the, the, the proof of the hoax is that when there is this extreme cold, like we saw this weekend in the NFL, and we see people stranded on... Um, on, on interstates and, and people dying you know, in their homes, freezing to death, we don't hear the left wondering, well, have we reversed it? Have the electric cars caused a reversal of global warming? And I've never heard that pondered. No, there's, yeah. a, there's a great exchange between Senator John Kennedy and uh, from Louis, uh, yeah, Louisiana, I believe, and... Um, yes, yes. Uh, uh, the deputy uh, secretary of energy where Kennedy asks him the other day, $50 trillion you want to spend by 2030 or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And how many degrees difference does that make in a global reduction? If you got everything you wanted, what would the, how many degrees would it come down? And the guy couldn't answer the question because he doesn't know because there is couldn't even try. Yeah. It had never been considered. Yeah. Dave, I appreciate the call, man. Hey, thanks, Pete. Have a great day. All right, man. You too. Uh, back to the phones we go, and here is Mike. Welcome to the program. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Pete. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing fine. Good. Wanted to, wanted to circle back to that montage. I'm not sure. Where did you get that? That was an interesting montage. It was on, it was on TikTok. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, there's a common thread with all those people that were involved, and it looks like there were like a dozen or more that Trump just loved and was great. It was going to be the greatest ever. And then they turned out to be the worst ever. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that common thread, of course, is they dared, dared to speak truth to power. Mm -hmm. They dared to tell him what facts were or something that he did not want to hear. Mm -hmm. Of course, the result was for all of them, they got canned. And so I guess my point would be, uh, P is, I really want to dig in a little bit in terms of you don't seem to really, really, really be all that concerned about democracy. No. Because every time you talk about democracy, it's with that nice, you know, sort of phraseology that you put it mm -hmm. that sort of demean, demeans folks. No, no, you, no, see, Mike. I have concerns. I mock, no, Mike, I mock the hysterics from your party with the, why, that's why I pronounce it like that, because that's what y'all are doing. Well, it's not just my. It's not just my part. No, I understand that, but I you mean, guys, you, you guys are, but you guys are pulling the card time. on that. No, you guys are pulling the card on that messaging. Everything is about the democracy. Everything. We, it's a talking a point. I see your. Pre I see the press it's releases. Not, it's not everything. It's it not is everything. everything. I see your press releases from the party. They come out. Everything is the democracy. This the democracy that. That's why well, I say it like that. It's mockery. Well, Two things. One, yeah. Well, yeah, it is, it, is, it is mocking the concerns about it. That's not just... I don't believe the concerns are... I don't believe the concerns are... Uh, I believe they're overblown, shall I say it that way. Well, and I, and I want to dig into that. Because that's why I wanted to really understand kind of where you're coming from on it. And as I understand your point, it's like, well, he, he left. Mm -hmm. He left office. Yeah. He left office only when there were no other options other than... He knew that he would be physically removed by federal officers if he did not. Up until that time, Pete, 
and this was just a couple of days before the inauguration, he was doing everything mm-hmm. to stay in power, mm-hmm. including considering utilizing the military. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why you're having what you're having now in terms of you know the the sort of the memos or at least the preparation for the fact that if he does get back into power, there could be. Yeah, they're setting up a shadow military junta. Yeah, no, that's totally not, a, that, and that's to protect democracy, I'm sure, right? Well, to protect the... the right, to have a, to have a separate shadow leadership structure that'll, that'll move to block any kind of military orders issued by the president, because that's, that's protecting democracy, right? To block, to block any illegal orders. No, yeah, see, that's, that's part of the problem. You read the NBC story? Uh, I did not. I okay. heard your report. On there was a t- I was I was reading through it. So one of the th- one of the comments that was made lawful but awful. In other words, well, just because you guys don't like a particular order that a president might issue doesn't make it unlawful, right? It may be a bad uh, order. That's uh, of course not. Of right. course not. You're absolutely true. But there are certain things that are unlawful. And what did he do that was unlawful? What's that? What did he do with the military that was unlawful? He was lining up or looking at ways. Of, what did he uh, do that was unlawful? Invoking the Insurrection Act. He thing. did not invoke the Insurrection Act. What? Well, he what, didn't, but he was looking into it. What? So he's not allowed to even look into anything? Well, of course he is. Of oh, okay. So, all right. So let's then I'll cast that aside. Hang on, Mike. Hang on. Hang, hang on, Mike. I got to go to news. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll bring you back. You can finish trying to make this point. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So let me bring back Mike uh, Daisley to talk about this this hysteria that the media and Democrats have been promoting about the threat to democracy. And I always say it like democracy because I do so to mock the, the hysteria. Let me just read, uh, let me read one part of Hugh Hewitt's very lengthy response to an Atlantic piece. He said, the constitution is very strong, or at least it has been since the Supreme court's 1954 Brown v. Board decision that began to enforce the intent of the 14th Amendment. Prior to that time, we had presidents who would act lawlessly. For example, FDR's internment of Japanese Americans comes to mind. Woodrow Wilson's deep hostility to the Constitution and the idea of racial equality. But since the election of Eisenhower and the arrival of the Warren Court, the Constitution, as amended by the people and interpreted by the Supreme Court, governs this country and lawless presidents are simply not a threat. He talks about Nixon in 74, he turned over the tapes. He complied. Um, you had Biden, the student loan forgiveness fiasco. President Trump with the census questionnaire affair. President Obama with his illegal appointments to the National Labor Relations Board. President Bush, decisions regarding due process rights of prisoners at Gitmo. And in every one of those cases, the presidents complied. 
right? So, so this hysteria that that the entire country and the democracy is going to be collapsed by one guy who, by the way, doesn't even understand how the mechanisms of the bureaucracy actually function. Do you think that there are people inside the federal bureaucracy that are that that are all in for Trump and that enough of them across this, you know, hundreds of thousands of uh, employee uh, administrative state that they somehow are going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll 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 act in a lawless fashion for Donald Trump. It's not believable. That's my premise. That's my argument. It's not believable. And you guys do it to fundraise. Well, if I understand you then correctly. It's like, I, you know, Daisy, don't worry so much about it, you know, because he tried before. He clearly tried. So has Biden. But he failed. So no biggie. So has Biden. So has Biden. So did Obama. The weaponization, the weaponization. Biden did what? For what? I just gave you the example. Biden, with the student loan forgiveness, acted in an unlawful manner. As did Obama. Apples and oranges, man. That's what well, no, it's one, not. One is to no, it's not. You can, uh, he, no, it's it, not. Everybody it, said he couldn't do the thing. He said he couldn't do the thing. Obama said he couldn't do the thing, and then he went and did it anyway. Pete, how are you trying to equate an acting policy that may or may not be popular with it's not popular power and mike stop it's not a matter of mike it's not a matter of being unpopular or popular it's a matter of being illegal and it was illegal and he did it anyway let me make my point well what now you're going to shift what you got to move those goalposts to another location i'm trying to get back on point okay what's the what's your point I mock, I mock your overblown hysteria that everything about Trump is a threat to the democracy. My argument is that the constitutional order is stronger than you are pretending it is. All right, Pete, you've got the microphone. This is your show. True. Let me, if I can, for the third time, try to make my point without getting interrupted. Where I differ with what you're trying to say is that you're trying to equate certain policy changes or certain things that may or may not have, uh, he may not have had presidential power to enact a loan policy or something like that, with the act of thwarting an election and trying to thwart the peaceful transfer of power. They are not the same thing. One rises to a level that is far more serious than another. And that's why I need to keep calling back in order to be able to just make the point, or at least just ask the question, is this not a threat? Are you not worried when a politician, the leading candidate for a major political party, actively tried for months and months and months to thwart the election? I mean, to to overthrow the will of the American people. What could be more serious than that, Pete? Honestly, seriously, what could be more serious than that? And that's the issue that seems to be skirted over so often on this station. And I don't get it because this station is part of the First Amendment. It's part of the Constitution. And we've had a president for the first time in history to actively try to overturn an election. And, you know, that's and, and still to this day, he's promoting the big, as they say, the big lie that, oh, it was all stolen. This, that past election was rigged. When, in fact, we know that is not the case. We know that's not the case. And yet he continues to say it, and that above anything else is the biggest threat that I see. And, and I, you know, it's, it's, 
the, the thing that prevents this from being hysteria is exactly what Hugh Hewitt said, which is we do have constitutional strength, but that's not to say that everything is rock solid and that you put that person back in a position of power again who now does know a lot more about the mechanism and he's already you know, making plans for Project 2025 where he replaces independent agencies and he puts people who are loyal to him, unlike all the people that were in that montage, all of whom spoke truth to power and got canned because he couldn't take it. And I just, I just don't, to me, that is, in fact, a threat that's worthwhile talking. And I really appreciate you letting me make the point. So thank you. You're done. Okay. I just want to make sure that you got everything that you wanted to say out. So this way... No, not everything. Not everything, but it's your show. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, I got to go to traffic. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the call. Uh, we have a lot of people waiting to respond uh, to Mike. So the reason I interrupt Mike at the beginning of his comments is because he's a lawyer and he starts off with a false assertion that one example of his is the one example I gave, that they're equivalent. And that's not the point. The point is a defense of the constitutional order and the fact that the American people are still interested in self-governance. For example, uh, he dismisses the idea that, uh, that there are any legitimate concerns over whether or not the 2020 election was stolen. And if you're talking about simply ballot harvesting or machines that are rigged and all of that, it goes far beyond that, and I don't know if Mike is aware of it, but the entire Russia collusion hoax, the targeting of Donald Trump and his campaign by our law enforcement agencies for four years, um, the weaponized bureaucracy, the COVID-related election law rewrites, right? all of these are examples of why people do not believe that the 2020 election was on the up and up, and by the way, the opinion that elections aren't on the up and up are shared by Democrats. Yeah. Most Democrats believe the 2016 was stolen by Trump and Russia. They think it was rigged. Hillary Clinton still says that. Stacey Abrams made a career out of that exact same argument. But it's different when Democrats do it. See, it's the thing. I'm applying a consistent standard. If you guys get to call elections rigged, so do your opponents. By the way, you think Donald Trump acting in an illegal or unlawful way, a lot of people on the right would point to the border situation right now as an indictment of Joe Biden and his administration and their refusal to enforce law. They're acting in an, in an unlawful way. And all of the allegations regarding the Biden influence peddling operation that has gone on for decades. So, yeah, the people on the right have a lot of concerns about the guy in there right now and what he may or may not do. The guy, ju Biden just did a sit down with reporters. They've been shuttling reporters down to Delaware to talk with them about their coverage, directing coverage. We're all the free speech and free press absolutists, you know. So let's hear what y'all have to say real quick. I'm going to give you all about like a, like a 30 seconds to a minute to make your uh, make your points here because we got a bunch of people wanting to Sounds respond. Good. Yeah, Richard, go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I just want to say you, you kind of just said exactly what I was about to say, but I agree with you that they deserve to be mocked, those on the left who want to bring up uh, 
you know, stole the virtues of democracy. That is laughable after you spent the last however many years trying to overturn a duly elected president with every dirty trick in the book. You're trying to open up the borders and get do away with uh, voter ID laws so that all these people who don't shouldn't have the right to vote can come in and vote in our elections and swing our process to whichever side they feel like is going to help them out the most it's, it's just laughable they're trying they're, they're trying to take our candidate away from our ballot so we can't even vote for him and then you have the audacity to lecture us about the virtues of democracy i i just can't even believe it it's like what you said or uh, your, your previous host earlier was talking about this morning. Usually what the left accuses you of, it's the, what they're guilty of the most. Yeah, it's the iron law of woke projection. Yeah, uh, appreciate the call, Richard. Let me go over and get Tom on next. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the show. Yes, I just want to say real quickly, I'll take less than 30 seconds. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Day to you. hope you can get your man to play a little something as you close out your show. I hope you will. Well, I, I, I'm, out of, I'm running out of time. <laughs> the uh, show got away from me here. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, 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 the lady prosecutor that was down in Georgia, if she's done something wrong, she should be prosecuted. Yeah, just like, yeah, if if she's done something wrong, and we'll find out when they unseal, if they unseal the court documents in order to test that. And my last point is this, I mean, fair is fair, she's done something wrong. Uh, Donald Trump uh, has done some really things that's untoward uh you know, with the lady at the department store that he was found guilty of, you know, she sued him and he and mm-hmm. she won. And uh, my thing is that America has to be really, really careful, as you say all the time, whether it's Trump or Biden. We got to be really careful about our presidents and who we pick. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Have a good day. You too, sir. Tom, I appreciate your call, sir. Let me go over and get Chuck on next. Hello, Chuck. Welcome to the show. Yes. Yes. Happy uh, Martin Luther King's Day. Yes, sir. Uh, I was listening to your caller, and it dawned on me, Trump has not been convicted of anything. No, he has not. (laughs) Except for the the girl up in New York, because that's all I wanted to say. I hope that guy's not my lawyer. All right. (laughs) I appreciate the call. Uh, Bill, welcome to the program. Hello, Bill. Hey, how you doing? I just wanted to say for the... uh, ambulance chasing lawyer that was on earlier you know if trump's done something that's that horrible then charge him but expect for biden to be charged for selling the presidency because in my eyes trump just didn't agree and he took it the wrong way you know biden has sold our country out right if if the argument is that that donald trump looked to do something but didn't and that right there is some sort of illegal activity then like i don't know how you even i don't even know how you govern i really like how do you manage how do you govern bill i appreciate the call he thought he was robbed he started looking at ways and he had people around him experts lawyers of course right grifters true he had yes men absolutely sycophants but he had he had all these different people around him getting all these different ideas and still, what happened? He still left the building. Uh, John Hayward, he says, when Democrats howl that Trump's reelection would be a threat to democracy, what they mean is that he might start using the anti-democratic techniques they pioneered. Weaponized bureaucracy, politicized federal law enforcement. Those weapons were meant for their hands alone. 
They'll tell you with a straight face that Trump's second term would be an unprecedented threat to the free press. Just days after Biden's handlers sat the press down for a meeting and dictated coverage to them. GOP voters should remember that using some of the Democrats' anti-democratic weapons effectively would be very difficult. Hyper-politicized bureaucracy requires an army of loyal personnel to make the machinery work. Democrats put years of effort into colonizing the bureaucracy. Donald Trump does not have the army to decolonize the federal bureaucracy. So spare me the hysteria about the threat to the democracy. And yes, that is mockery. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Stick around. Brett Winterbull's up next. Don't break anything while I'm gone.